0: There never seems to be a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports. Whether it's on the gridiron. In the end zone, is a Minnesota touchdown. On the court. Title number four for the Minnesota Rich dynasty. On the ice. With a shot, he scores. Or on the diamond. Safe at the plate. The Twins have just scored twice. There's always something to chat about. Whatever people think about that, and however they value that, let it be. If you're looking for fun, informal discussion on all things Minnesota sports, you've found it right here. Presenting Minnesota Sports Chat. And now, your host, Ross Brendel.
1: Well, here we go with edition number. 116 already of Minnesota Sports Chat coming to you from a cornered-off bunker at the day job. So if um, the equipment stops working, maybe my mic literally breaks in half, I apologize in advance. That has already happened here as I get rolling with the featured guest, Mr. Manny Hill from Jazz 88 and Score North. We'll hear from him in just moments. But first, yes, the obligatory begging. Please make sure to rate and review Minnesota Sports Chat on Apple and Spotify. And please make sure to tell your friends and family all about this podcast. Easiest way to do that, however you're listening right now, share the link with them. Maybe just word of mouth, that works That works too. And don't forget, this is the soon-to-be Award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat. Award-winning, if only in my own mind. Well, welcome to the doldrums of summer. The Vikings done with OTAs and minicamp, I believe. Wolves have the draft coming up. You got the Twins. The Lynx can't win a game. So, uh, Manny, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean,
0: I, I guess we could start with guess we can start with the twins right because they're kind of in the middle of of this season and despite our very similar frustrations with them i mean they're still in first place in the division and i mean you've been saying it all year that they're going to be a playoff team rather they win the division or, or get a wild card spot so i i think they're probably the team that's the worth you know worth the most uh Chatting about, I guess, at this
1: point. Yes. It is
0: the dog days of summer, though, right now.
1: (laughs) As of, and the heat outside as we record this here in the great state of Minnesota, literally sitting on the border of Minneapolis and St. Paul, it's supposed to be 100 degrees today. So dog days of summer, I think that's technically late July into August. They may have shown up just a little bit earlier, or early this year. Yeah, Manny, as we record this pod here on June... 20th? Yeah, June 20th mm-hmm. today. Twins are still in first place. By June 21st, or I guess it would be June 22nd, they could be tied for first place. They take on the Guardians this week. A lot of games with the Guardians coming up here over the next couple weeks. Even a five-gamer with the Guardians in September, which who knows when we get there, could go a long way in determining who the division winner is. Now, now
0: very quickly, did the Guardians, did they, just, did they have a bunch of games get? Yes, that's why they're way behind. Yeah, yeah, I remember remember looking at them, they were like, for a little bit they were like tied with the twins in the loss column, but they had like three or four fewer wins or something like that, and I was like- what have they been doing this they, year?
1: They've had some rainouts, and they've also had, I think, a day or two more off days already than the Twins have had. So that complicated yeah. matters. The Twins do have a scheduled five game series with them. I think that was just scheduled. That's a quirk. Mm-hmm. That was a quirk in the lockout. So we'll see when we get there. I still think the White Sox are going to be heard from. They haven't been truly healthy all year, and they've been lurking right around five games. I think the one thing that we've learned or maybe that we've seen just based off of what the NL East looks like, there's going to be one team that wins the American League Central that's probably pretty good, and then the team that finishes second place, again, it's top-heavy, so there are, there's probably going to be a second team, perhaps, in the American League Central, could come from the West. But there's going to be a second team more than likely from the American League Central that makes the playoffs, and they could have a pretty pedestrian-like record. Mm -hmm. But that's also what going to six teams in the playoffs opens itself up to. The team that makes the playoffs with that record, maybe it's the Twins, maybe it's the Guardians, maybe it's the White Sox, shouldn't apologize or feel bad for that. But to your point, yeah, from day one, I've thought that this Twins team is a playoff team because I don't think they're great. I'm not even sure they're pretty good, but I think they're good enough. And now you get Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan back. I do expect the combination of Thad Levine and Derek Falvey to make some roster additions. I don't know how big they will be. but I <laughs> That's can. That's always the question right, with them, isn't it? <laughs> right, but I, I will say this. The bullpen outside of Johan Duran, or Duran Duran, and I always butcher his first name. I know it's not technically Johan, so my apologies on that. Um, whoever they bring in is... Going to be better than pretty much anything that they have out there. Joe Smith was really good, a great story for two months, and now suddenly everybody's hitting him. Theobar is what he is. He's got the great spin rate, but because of that, because he still throws nothing, he has Mm -hmm. no velocity left at all. He might give you a couple outings in a row where he looks pretty good, and then he's going to have one where he gets shelled. And when you're trying to win games down the stretch of the season and even in the playoffs, I don't know how viable that is. Pagan's okay. I forgot about him. He's he's fine. He's yep. he's run of the mill, maybe a bit better than run of the mill, he's fine. But outside of Duran and Pagan
0: Duffy's not gonna give you anything unless it's like yesterday when you know they're you're out of it and of course he's gonna he's gonna give you a couple of good innings, but when the game is tight, you can't correct. really trust him.
1: So yeah. I say all that to say this. Whoever they go out and get, you might say that's just an average arm. And that's probably what they'll do, because that's what they always do. Why mm-hmm. would you expect it to be any different? Not saying it won't be, but what I'm saying is when you look at history tends to be a pretty good indicator of the past, and Falvine has been here long enough to know, it's like a Sam Dyson, Sergio Romo type move, okay? Yep. A guy who, in theory, is better than what you have, but he's you're probably not going to win games in the playoffs because of him. Mm-hmm. But those moves should help. I do expect them to go find another starter, probably not going to be Frankie Montas, would be nice but probably not going to be him. But whoever it is is probably better than the combination of Dylan Bundy and Devin Smeltzer. Again, Smeltzer's Luis been fine, Castillo too. would
0: be nice. It would be very Go nice. Cincinnati.
1: Smeltzer's been fine, too. But, again, do you really expect that to hold up? Not saying it won't. I
0: don't want those guys starting a LDS game Correct. in Yankee Stadium.
1: And you might say, well, they're only going to start three in the first round, okay, that might be true. Especially, well, obviously, it's only three games now in the first round. Yep. But if you get to a championship series, you need four pretty good starters. It's really tough to survive with just three. But overall, Manny, it the last month or so hasn't been as great as I would like it to be. I'm still peeved about going into a five game series with Detroit and really only acting like you're interested in trying to win one of the games, which they yeah. did. But that's also the organizational philosophy, and I just need to get over that because that's not going to change. doesn't mean I have to like it. Right. But who knew knew that playing the Tigers for basically a week straight and punting on all those games would come back to haunt you so quickly? And as I jokingly said yesterday, oh, oh, I did. I knew. Because then you have the Guardians who go to Detroit. They have no problem kicking all different kinds of dog crap out of Detroit. Yeah. They then go win two out of three against the Dodgers, who, again, are going to be in the mix for a World Series. The Twins against the Dodgers, 0-2. Against the Astros, 0-3. And I'm missing somebody else atop. Oh, the Yankees, 1-2. Yeah. So it is that you're 1-7 against those three teams. Now they've beaten some other teams. I'm not saying that they haven't. But, again, if you're Falveen, and, again, eight games is a small sample size, but also is it really when you look at it in the context of history with this core group of players you got to add and you have about 5 weeks to do it because trade deadline is I believe it's august 3rd this year august mm-hmm. 2nd or 3rd
0: yeah i mean i think what what i've been waiting for at least with this season is i i'm i'm waiting to see if the twins do now going and getting carlos correa in the offseason well Call it the offseason, but it was really like what just like a, a couple of weeks before the season actually started uh, when they signed him. So it wasn't like a, a winter signing or anything like that. But um, you know, I, I think it's safe to say that they pretty much shocked everybody when they went and signed him, even you know, even within the context of what the contract actually is. That you know, of course, he can opt out after this season. Still, I think just signing one of certainly one of the top 10 players in baseball when he's healthy. If you're the Minnesota Twins and you do that, like that's 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 huge because we just don't see that ever from them, no matter who's in the front office. So that was that was that was a pleasant surprise that they went and did that. And now for me, I'm just kind of waiting to see if they do something else like that. As bold as that was, do you double down?
1: Do you double down and say we have Correa for? I still think it's going to be next year, but I think Mm. I'm in the minority on that. So let's say it is just this year, and you're not going to trade him at the deadline because you're going to be in the mix for the playoffs. So to your point, do you double down and go get another great player to pair with him and say, okay, we know we're not the Yankees. We know we're not going to go 120 and 42 this year like the Yankees seemingly are. (laughs) But can we put a team on the field that could potentially, over the span of seven games, could they potentially beat the Yankees four times?
0: Give yourself a chance. Correct. Give yourself the best possible chance. And you can't... And, and Ross, I think we're starting to see it with, in the case of, like, Royce Lewis. And look, when we saw Royce Lewis, he was terrific, right? The the, the couple of times that he came up, he was excellent. And he was so good the first time he came up that when they sent him back down, everybody was, everybody was peeved about it, understandably so. Well, now you're not going to have him because of an injury, um, at least for a year. And so this is where you, you have to kind of look at the front office and say, okay, do you, you know, what sort of move can you make that will significantly make your team better that will make you a legitimate contender and you cannot be afraid to part with your prospects you, just, yeah. you, you you can't be, you have to be willing to take that chance. And I've said this, Russ, I've said this for three years, going back three years when, you know, when they had the Bomba squad and they won 101 games. To me, it's like, okay, if you want to, I understand the reluctance to want to trade your top prospects, but you should also, if you're Fal- Falveen, you should also trust yourself that you're going to be smart enough to replenish your farm system over the next couple of years so that. So what if you trade a Royce Lewis away for a top, you know, frontline right. frontline starter? Because okay, granted Royce Lewis was a top overall pick, so it's a little bit of a different case, but you should be able to trust yourself over the next three, four, or five years to rebuild your farm system to where you can do this all over again in a few years.
1: Well, I also look at it this way too, Manny. The years that you're selling, the years you trade Eduardo Escobar and you sell fairly high in him. I know you didn't get super top prospects back, but you got Four of Arizona's top 20, at least that's what the ranking said at that time. You got a, you got a couple decent pieces for Ryan Presley. Heck, you got Celestino yeah. in, in a trade, and I think Celestino is turning himself into a nice little ball player, and I still think he's here quicker than they thought he would need to be here, yep. but he proved that he could play. If you're going to... Add all those pieces when you're sellers. At some point, you use some of those pieces to become buyers. Mm -hmm. And I've said it numerous times on this pod, and sorry for saying it again. If you're not going to pay in money, you need to pay in prospects. You can't not use either currency when you're a team like the Minnesota Twins. You have to choose to spend money or prospects. In their case, I think you can do both. We love to say the Twins are small market. That's a lie. Don't let them tell you that they're small market. Can they realistically spend with the Yankees? It's it's kind of double-edged. They could if they want to. Right. pull are very rich. I don't expect them to. And you don't need to and spend you don't, that and, much. Yeah, and you don't need to. But what right. I'm saying is— But you got to spend some. Yep. Yeah, they can spend some money. Yeah. And then they can also not spend some money and give up good prospects to get players with club control. It's been a little bit since I looked, Manny, but I know I've seen this number. I saw it on the Twitter machine over the weekend— whatever you value as a top prospect and and prospects in your organization they tend to become pretty good ball players about 35 percent of the time
0: mm-hmm.
1: so you're talking what th- six five or six of your top 20 roughly
0: I, and a I'll, lot of times I'll, you don't even know who those five correct. or six will be
1: correct i'll take those chances and this isn't this isn't crapping on royce lewis i'm not trying to do that but Again, he's barely played in three years. Mm -hmm. It's not his fault. I think we all know he can play. I think he's going to be very good.
0: But the injuries that he's had are exactly why you cannot. It doesn't necessarily mean you absolutely should have moved him. Right. You can't be so married to your prospects because the reality is, is, you just don't know what is going to happen. They didn't anticipate this. The last, what's happened with him the last three years, they. They didn't anticipate this, but because of what's happened over the last three years with Royce Lewis, that's why you can't be so married to your prospects to the point where you're just outright refusing to ever give any of
1: them up. And and to my and you know the way I look at it, this this goes with my point about trading the prospects. If I trade Royce Lewis for, let's say it's Frankie Montas, it's some package centered around Royce Lewis, some package centered around Frankie Montas. Twins get Montas. He gets here. He's pretty good. You know, He's the same pitcher with the Twins as he was with Oakland, but the Twins never win a World Series. Heck, maybe they don't even win a playoff series. In 10 years from now, Royce Lewis has been to seven All-Star games, might be a fringe Hall of Fame player. So be it. Right. That's the price of doing business. Yeah. It, it could also go the other way. Frankie Montas could come here be rejuvenated to be out of the you know the cesspool that is the Oakland Coliseum, pitch well for two, three months, beat the Yankees twice in a seven game series and end up pitching the Twins to a World Series, then his arm might fall off next year. But you don't care. I mean, you feel bad for him, but you got what you're hoping to get.
0: Look what the the Milwaukee Brewers did when they traded for C.C. Sabathia in 2008. They just went for it. They said, to hell with this, we're going to go for it. Did they go to the World Series and win it? No. And he left in free agency and signed with the Yankees and then won the World Series the next year. But guess what? It didn't... The prospects that I don't even remember the prospects that they gave up, which is kind of the point. Correct. But also, it didn't, it didn't cripple them. It didn't put them into this ten or twelve year abyss of obscurity. I mean, hell, they were in the they were in the National League Championship Series just a couple of years later. They lost to the Cardinals in 2011, but it didn't. Giving up all those prospects for half a season of CC Sabathia didn't run the 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 organization into the ground and it seems like with the twins reluctance to make some of these big moves or big trades at the deadline it seems like they're just so worried that boy if we if we give this guy away and 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 for for two months of this guy the guy we just gave up he's going to be a perennial all-star and then we're going to have nothing to show for it if unless we win the world series
1: and you, you know can't, you can't
0: operate that way.
1: And you know what Milwaukee did that year which I'm a huge advocate of and and again talked about it in this podcast feed, they set the market. Yep. They said instead of missing out on CC Sabathia, let's just give the best deal we possibly can. If the uh, Guardians, a I, I, different team name at the time, the Cleveland baseball team, mm-hmm. if they say they want more, well, then let's just do it and be done with it so we can have the player. What I live in fear of with the Minnesota Twins is they may want Castillo with Cincinnati. They may w- want Montas. Pro- are those probably the two best names that are going to be on the market for pitching? Probably. Probably. And then, you OK, so you have to look at it this way, too. There's now more teams in the playoff mix, so you have more teams that are buying, yep. so you have more competition. Just get out in front of it now. Yep. Go, go, to, go to Oakland, go to Cincy, say, here's our best offer. Cincinnati inevitably is going to say, no, it's not. We want this. And you're going to say, well, we're not going to give you that. Then you're going to find middle ground and you're going to make the deal. Mm-hmm. That's that's how you do it. Do it on July 2nd, not on August 2nd. Right. You get an extra month out of them. Um, and Montas and Castillo, I think you're going to get a few years out of ...out of anyways. Manny, I want to segue to basketball. Mm -hmm. I want to talk Minnesota Timberwolves. Before I do that, I want to talk to everybody about my friends at Beans Coffee. It is finally warm out. Oh, boy. Is it ever. (laughs) It's going to be like 160 here in the Twin Cities for the next six or seven days. Which means when it's warmer out mobility in the Beans Coffee Company pop-up shop, they are now on the road offering hot or cold espresso drinks drip coffee, and so much more. Great for your employee special event or even fundraisers. To book the pop-up coffee shop, visit coffeebybeans.com. That is coffeebybeans.com. And when you're at their website, use the promo code SPORTSCHAT at checkout to save when you order. It's just another way you can support Minnesota Sports Chat. Beans Coffee Company, they ship anywhere in the U.S. with free shipping on all orders of three or more bags, For a taste of something different, try Beans Coffee Company. Coffeebybeans.com. That is coffeebybeans.com. Promo code sportschat. Manny, we all know I'm a little bit awkward. Mm -hmm. I will still drink piping hot coffee when it's super hot outside. (laughs) I I will, but I'll have hot soup when it's hot outside. I will have ice cream when it's negative 40. And my reason for that has always been I'm consuming those things inside well you know
0: as our one of our favorite old-time football coaches joe kines once said the hotter the "The water the water the better the the better
1: the soup that's right i will also when it's negative 25 degrees outside manny i'll be wearing athletic shorts in my place (laughs) and people will say why are you wearing athletic shorts it's freezing i'm like yeah it's freezing outside (laughs) it's not negative 25 inside my home
0: right the heat is on
1: anywho CoffeeByBeans.com. Please use that promo code sports chat. What are the Timberwolves going to do, Manny? It's entirely possible by the time people listen to this pod, perhaps um, Connolly? Mm-hmm. I got to think of all the names. I did this over the weekend. You have O'Connell, Connolly, and then you have the O'Connor writer guy. So you really got to think about this stuff. <laughs> it's possible Connolly could make a move. Assuming, I think we've talked about this, assuming the Timberwolves keep their pick, which is 19, 20? 19. It's best player available, right? You're not at nineteen, you're not drafting for a position. You're just drafting who's gonna be the best player down the road. Yeah, I
0: mean I I honestly I, I think I think that honestly applies in the case of the NBA draft, especially. I think that applies even if you're at in the in the lottery. I think you just take the best player available, especially in this era now of you know, we're much more towards positionless basketball than we've ever been before. Unless you just have an absolute dire need for one specific position over, over the others, I think you do just take best player available, and then you just kind of go from there and figure out figure out what you're going to do. With the Timberwolves especially, I think, sitting at 19, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different directions they could go. They could always use more guard play. They could also, also use more wing depth. They could use front court help, you know, a guy that can rebound and, and defend a little bit. Um
1: Is the 19th pick valuable if you trade it?
0: It can be. Can you get I better so. than
1: Chase Budinger if you trade it? <laughs> Cuz that was roughly the trade they pulled off a few years ago, right? Didn't they have 16 or 17 that year?
0: Yeah, I think it was
1: 18 somewhere in that mix. Yeah, it was
0: like it was like 17 or 18 and it was yeah, Chase Budinger and boy, they got a lot of run out of that guy. Um Yeah, I mean, I, I think if if you ask me, what the Wolves' biggest need right now is, I think it's I think they could use some more help in the front court. Um, you know, a four or five man a power forward, center type of guy um, that can help with rebounding and and um, you know pick and roll defense and, and rim protection and things like that. That would, I think that would be the biggest need. But if you're sitting there at 19 and there's nobody there that could fill those needs for you. Then you just go, I think you just go with the best player available and see what happens. Or, you know, if you feel like you can make a, if you're Tim Connolly and you feel like you can make a uh, a bigger move, that would include the 19th pick. You know, if you're trying to flip D'Angelo Russell and you want to include a first round pick, you know, that pick to try and get another guy in, that, that would be an upgrade of that position. Then I think you go ahead and do that too, but the Wolves have some options. I kinda have a feeling, Ross, that with the way this roster is set up now, they're coming off a pretty nice season. They've they've got people interested in them again, you know, in the masses in, in this town now. I you know, and Tim Connolly stepping into this job for the first time just a couple of weeks ago, I would not be surprised if the Wolves are they're they're not gonna I don't think they're gonna stand pat completely this off season, but I would not be surprised if they don't make any real significant Yeah, moves.
1: let let him evaluate the roster he, for he, a year I, in I have the
0: feeling he's gonna step in and he's gonna really he's gonna take the next season to kind of evaluate look at this roster as a whole. It's not a bad roster. Obviously they they won forty six games and made the playoffs and pushed the Grizzlies to to six games in a series that probably could have gone seven or maybe the Wolves have even won. But um, I think with, with the way the contracts are laid out, with the core that you have with Cat and Anthony Edwards, and you can maybe even include Jaden McDaniels in that core, you know, you've got Tim Connolly's got some stuff to work with here. You don't need to make a huge drastic move just for the sake of, of making a move. I know D'Angelo Russell played like crap in the Memphis series. Everybody knows it. And I think most people realize that long term he's probably not the answer at point guard for them but I I don't think you need to make a drastic move by trading off D'Angelo Russell just because he had six bad games against the Memphis Grizzlies in the playoffs I think what it means is that if D'Angelo Russell comes to you and he wants a max contract extension you tell him no thanks we're not doing that obviously but listen he's he's got thirty one million dollars on the books for next year it's an expiring contract you've got Malik beasley with a team option for twenty twenty three twenty four that could come off your books patrick beverly's got um one year left i think at i think it's twelve million so you're looking at thirty one less than fifteen you're you're looking at almost sixty million dollars coming off your books in twenty twenty three so you're going to have cap space. You're going to have enough cap space to go on free agent and sign a free agency and sign a um, sign a max player or make a trade and absorb a max contract that might help you better off down the line. So Tim Connolly's going to have some options. He doesn't need to make a huge drastic move for the sake of just getting rid of D'Angelo Russell.
1: Let's do this. Let's close with um, random trivia for... Ross to Manny, where we just talk about a random season. Sure. I'll give you the option. Do you want the 1993-1994 Minnesota Timberwolves, or do you want the 1993 Minnesota Twins?
0: Hmm. Let's go 93-94 Wolves.
1: Okay. We will minimize the Twins window. Who led the Minnesota Timberwolves in points that year 1993 1994 it was very close between one and two very close so we're talking
0: points total or points per game
1: points per game points Points per game game. look at you nothing gets past you in trivia
0: i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it was either christian leitner or jr ryder
1: and which one do you like
0: i'm gonna say it was christian leitner
1: You can't hear it, but I just gave you the correct. I did hear it. Okay, that is correct. (laughs) He had sixteen point eight points per game.
0: Is JR like sixteen point five or something? Sixteen
1: point six. Okay, very close.
0: (laughs) JR was a rookie. Christian was in his second year.
1: Only one player played in all eighty-two games. Any idea who that one player is? This this guy's name might as well be a guy who works in IT here at Hubbard Broadcasting. I don't could no clue who this guy is. Was it Michael Williams? You got the Mike part right. Something called Mike Brown played in 82 games for the Timberwolves. It
0: could not have been the former Cavaliers Lakers warriors assistant now current coach of the sacramento kings now nah, i can't oh, can't imagine it's that mike should brown. i
1: click I, I don't know let's see here it can't,
0: it can't be that mike brown
1: um well this mike brown played I would tackle
0: in maniacal laughter if it was oh, that this mike,
1: mike brown. brown played in 626 career games nah, it wasn't it wasn't him. It's, it doesn't look like it's that one okay let me see what else can i pull up for you from this random season oh what was your minnesota timberwolves record in 1993-1994?
0: Well, it was certainly bad. We know that. (laughs) It was not good. I'm trying to think of... Because 94, I think they had the fifth pick in the draft and they took Danielle Marshall, so they didn't... I don't think they had the worst record in the league that year.
1: Some of these Kurt Rambis teams, or some of the Kirk Ram- Kurt Rambis teams, would have killed for this final record, <laughs> and it's was not it, even that good.
0: <laughs> was it like tw- were they like twenty three and fifty
1: nine? Uh you know that's close enough. I'll give you the I'll give you the correct
0: twenty four and fifty eight. They were twenty and sixty two. Twenty and sixty two. Okay.
1: Did Rambis ever get to twenty wins? He nope. had seventeen
0: and he went seventeen and fifteen and fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Cool.
1: Boy. Rough, yeah. Uh, let's do this. Let's go Let's go back here to points per game. <laughs> How many players averaged more than 10 points per game that year?
0: I'm going to say... And then do you want to
1: try and name some of them?
0: I will try and name some of them. I'm going to say f- four.
1: Okay. Is that correct? No, that's not correct. You get the buzzer. <laughs> okay. Uh, there were six of them.
0: Six, okay. Well, Leitner and Ryder, that's two. Yep. Let's say Doug West. Yes. Was Sam Mitchell on that team? No. He must have okay, he must have been in Indiana at that time.
1: Luke Longley was, though, and he did not average ten points per game.
0: Okay. That's right, because they trade how many games did Luke Longley play? Because I can't remember if they traded him mid-season to Chicago. Or... Luke
1: Longley in that year must that have it. must have been. He played forty-nine games, so they maybe he traded was traded that year.
0: Stacy King. Um, okay, later, I'm going to say lighter, this. So west. far
1: in this pod, there are three names left. You've said two of them.
0: Well, Michael Williams is one of them. Michael Williams is one of them. Okay, there so you those, go. Those four. You
1: there we go. All right.
0: Uh, I'm trying to think of who else was.
1: The other two was, that you're well, missing. Sidney are Lowe the... was the coach. He I was know the that. coach, yeah. I know that. That was his first of 17 stints as a coach for the Minnesota <laughs> <Right>? Timberwolves.
0: <laughs> uh, I remember Bill Blair became the coach the next
1: year. The um, two that you're missing are the ones that have the least amount of the 10-plus points per game. Okay recognizable names too yeah um
0: sean rooks was in dallas so it wasn't him rest in peace Uh, um and i only remember that because i just on youtube the other day i just watched something on the 93 94 mavericks and sean rooks was on that team it's actually a pretty pretty interesting
1: youtube video anyway um just saw marlon maxey's name there's a player i forgot existed Oh, um, was Ty Corbin on that team? Oh, it does not appear so. Okay. It just sounded like Mrs. Doubtfire there. Oh, dear. Well, Tony Campbell wasn't still there, was he? Tony Campbell was not still there. Who am I missing? Well, one of the names you've said, like within the last five minutes you said the name. So if you so, connect if you connect the dots between Luke Longley and a potential trade that you were talking about, oh, was
0: it was Stacy King? Aunt
1: Stacey King in eighteen okay. games averaged eleven point eight points, and you are missing just one person off okay. this list:
0: Leitner, Ryder, West, Williams, King,
1: and there's one more. Yep, one more person.
0: Oh wow! Um, you
1: are missing one person.
0: Can you give me a hint on like the position? Was he like a I, like I, a wing player? I, was he, he wasn't I, a, I can't imagine he was a big man. He, was he a guard?
1: He would have been a forward. This huh. person was a forward. Wow.
0: I think he stumped me.
1: Looking for one person.
0: It wasn't Sam Mitchell. Sam was in Indiana.
1: One person. Chuck Person. Chuck Person. There you go. There you go. Chuck Person. And with that we wrap up the 116th edition of Minnesota Sports Chat. Very the 93-94 well Minnesota Timberwolves surprisingly not very good. But just a few Shocker. just a few years down the road, Flip Saunders would change it all with a man by the name of Kevin Garnett. Yep. And for basically a decade the Wolves were respectable and almost made it to the NBA finals.
0: Flip took over about
1: a year and a half later. After a year and a half of Bill Blair, that was uh, that was it. Have you watched very quickly? Just give me thirty seconds on this because I said we uh-huh. were done. How much USFL have you watched?
0: I have not watched a single other than like the occasional clip that I've seen pop up on Twitter. I've not watched. I any. don't.
1: Okay, same here. I don't think I've watched. I I take that back. I've went to the channel a few times, and every uh-huh. time I watch, I just seem to see really bad football. Are they the- on-
0: like FS1, they're all over or? the place. Okay. I had
1: a USA network, has some games. I think FS1 has some games. So like CBS Sports have, yeah, they're on, have them too They're maybe. on like four different major networks okay. each weekend. TNT might get a game each weekend. There's four games, I think, and each network gets a game. Okay, and whatever, it's the same thing I've always said. It's a separate and they're all
0: playing in the same stage, they're all playing in, in the in same Birmingham. season.
1: And this is what I was getting at so. <laughs> Birmingham is the home team, and I, I've been told there are some games of no crowd because there's no – I mean, if why would you watch the Philadelphia team play the New Jersey team? Okay, I get right. it. Right, yeah. Uh, Manny, Birmingham's like 8-1 is what I saw this weekend. That stadium was a quarter full at best. I just – again, I'm not sure how this is going to last. The quarterback play isn't great, and I don't know what these guys are, pl- are getting paid, but my hunch is – and I talked about this on the Twitter machine over the weekend, at Brendel Ross – If you are not paying these players decent money, you are not going to get great football. There's a reason why the CFL has always been a brand of watchable football. It's different. I get it. If you're Mm -hmm. used to American football, it can be perceived as a little gimmicky. But you have really good college athletes that played at top colleges here in the U.S. of A, playing in Canada, good Canadian football players as well canadian-born kids Mm -hmm. and funny you wind up with quarterbacks who were also pretty darn good at the college game and they're playing there because they're making somewhere between five hundred thousand dollars and a million dollars a season yeah which i guarantee you none of these other leagues are paying for various reasons they they just
0: ross they they just have to stop (laughs) i I, we don't want football this much (laughs) well well yeah and and they just have to stop i understand everybody's trying to you know they're trying to create these leagues to give some of these other guys other opportunities. Totally get that. But I, I totally understand that. But it, it just everybody that has tried to do this has failed. Yeah. Everyone. Every single league. The AAF failed. The 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 return of the XFL and I know Dwayne Johnson he purchased it and they're gonna try and revitalize it again for for a third time for the XFL. But it's just it's just not gonna work. This this USFL thing it's not gonna work. Yeah. It's just not.
1: I know they're doing it again next year because they committed to two seasons out of the gate, so we'll see. I think next year these other teams are going to play in their home markets. I, I don't know. Here, yeah. Here's the thing. Get me better quarterback play, and I'll watch it. But, Manny, there are 10 teams in the NFL that can't even find good quarterback <laughs> play, and I'm not even joking about that. I
0: know. I know. You know I, mean, it's, I know. It's, it's not. But here's the thing, though. It's not that easy. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> You can't tell me if there was a USFL team that was here. Oh, so I'd be you, there you, every you, week. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I'd be there every yes, week. of
1: course. Because it would yep. be cheap, and I guarantee you the drinks would be cheaper. <laughs> I would be there. All right, Manny, let's get out of here. That's edition number yes, sir. 116 of Minnesota Sports Chat with Jazz88 and Score North's Manny Hill, at Manny Hill 84 on the Twitter machine. A very quick thank you if you're listening to Minnesota Sports Chat. You're just finding it on the Score North Taxi Squad feed. Thank you so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind searching Minnesota Sports Chat, wherever you get your pods, Apple, Minnesota Sports Chat, Spotify, wherever you're listening, or wherever you get pods, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Minnesota Sports Chat in said feed and please tell your family and friends all about minnesota sports chat thank you so much for listening i'll be back again real soon